Welcome to the Calvary Assembly Podcast with weekly messages from the Calvary Assembly of God Church in Lexington, Nebraska. You can find out more online at lexag.org and on Facebook at Calvary Assembly Lex. Thanks for listening. We're going to start our message series, Christmas at the Movies. And I'm so excited about this. I love Christmas movies. I know some of you are like, eh, but uh, they're, they're a lot of fun. I think we've been watching them for like two weeks already at our house. I know some in our church family starting like October, you know, to get through them all. So yeah, <laughs> so I see those hands. So thank you for that. They're going to be, well, today we're sharing, we're going to start the first one. This is not one that we sponsored at the movie theater. Uh, this is just one that uh, we had a hard time getting a couple of those because, you know, some movie companies just really don't want you to, so. Uh, this is called Christmas with the Cranks, is the, the one we're going to talk about today. It's based on a book, if you like to read, by John Grisham called Skipping Christmas. And in my opinion, the book's better than the movie. Uh, I read it every year. It's a really good one. Uh, but it's about a guy who wants to skip Christmas. He gets frustrated with all the commercialism and all the trappings that go with Christmas. And he gets frustrated. And so he decides to take the money and just skip Christmas. Uh, they want to go take the money they would normally spend and go on a cruise. And I'll show you the clip here in a minute of that. But guys, here's the thing. The Christmas message is so simple. It's so powerful. But sometimes the way that we celebrate Christmas can make it seem super complicated, right? Uh, if any of you have ever worked retail, you know Black Friday, uh, the day after Thanksgiving, uh, is complicated, right? And this year wasn't quite so bad because they did it for like four weeks online and, and different things. But I know when, <laughs> when I was a student in high school and in college, I worked retail at a, a, a large retailer and it was insane. I mean, it was just insane. Uh, the amount of money that went through that store that day, the amount of people that were stressed and called you names and called your mom names and things like that, you know, because you didn't have what they wanted. People get really frustrated. And so we add a lot of things to Christmas that are good, but they can dilute the message. And we find the message in Luke chapter 2. If you have your Bibles, Luke chapter 2. If you have a version app on your phone or your tablet, you can find the notes there. If you go to the more and in the events, uh, the notes are there for you in the verses. Luke chapter 2. And we're going to start in verse 8. So this is after Jesus is born, after they place him in the manger uh, and all that. But Luke chapter 8, it says, That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were, what? Terrified. This is not the, the angels in the pretty dresses that we see pictures of. I mean, this is evidently big, beefy male angels, you know, that scared them. <laughs> Right? And so they were terrified, but the angel reassured them, Don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people, the Savior. Yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you'll recognize him by this sign. You'll find a baby wrapped suddenly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the angels of the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom he is pleased. When the angels returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that's happened, which the Lord has told us about. So Lord, I pray that this morning you would speak to our hearts and help us to remember the message and what this whole season's about, that you came to this earth to die in our place and to bring peace on earth 
And Lord, I pray you help us to remember that and keep that central in Jesus' name. Amen. So we see that there's a lot of ways that we celebrate Christmas. There's a lot of good things that happen. But guys, here's the thing. We have to keep traditions from causing us to miss Christmas. We must keep our traditions from causing us to miss the point of Christmas. So let's watch this clip here. So that's kind of the movie in a nutshell. So we have to keep our traditions from causing us to miss the point of Christmas. So the religious leaders of the day missed the birth of Jesus. So here's the funny thing. In in the book of Matthew, in chapter 2, we see that there were some wise men that came from the east. In Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 6, it says, Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem saying, where's the newborn king of the Jews? We saw a star as it rose and we've come to worship him. King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. He called the meeting of the leading priests and teachers of the law and asked, where is the Messiah supposed to be born? In Bethlehem in Judea, they said, for that's what the prophet wrote. And so he gives that passage there. So guys, Jesus was born in Bethlehem. Bethlehem was only about five miles from Jerusalem, where the religious leaders were at the temple. Like, on a clear night, they said, you could probably see Bethlehem from Jerusalem. And the religious leaders, the people who were in charge of religion in the day, who were in charge of pointing people to God, missed it. They completely missed Jesus being born. Why? Why did they miss it? Because their traditions kept them from it. They were so caught up in celebrating the Lord in the way they knew how, and they'd been waiting for the Messiah for generations. They missed it. They totally missed out on it. Their traditions, their desire for power caused them to miss the biggest event in history. And guys, sometimes we miss the celebration of Jesus, don't we? It is so easy to get caught up in all this stuff at Christmas time that we kind of forget why we have Christmas, right? 
And, and guys, these are all good things. I love Christmas trees. We have four of them in our house now. Like, we, I love it. We put lights on our house. You know, I, I'm talking to my neighbor. We're going to try to get one of those computer deals to coordinate our houses and all that stuff. Like, I love Christmas. I love all this good stuff. But sometimes all this good stuff we pile on Christmas can cause us to miss the point. How many people celebrate Christmas? They give gifts. They eat pie. They go to parties. They have eggnog and mistletoe and all that good stuff. But they don't even know why they celebrate. And it's so easy for us, especially we have little kids that get caught up. And, and I'm not saying anything bad about Santa Claus or anything like that. But sometimes in all this stuff, we forget the point. And guys, the religious leaders were literally just down the road from Jesus. They had to have seen the star. They probably saw the angels that night and didn't know what was going on. They missed the point. And sometimes, like Luther Crank, <laughs> we get frustrated and we, we miss the whole point of it. So what traditions do we have that cause us to miss the meaning? Crank was mad about the money. And guys, there are some of you probably here in this room, some of you probably watch it online, that have grown to resent Christmas. I know people who say, I can't stand Christmas. And they love Jesus, right? They, they love the Lord, but they can't stand Christmas. Why? They get frustrated with all the stuff. They get frustrated with the money they get spent and the, the presents they have to buy for people and the expectations and all these things, and they miss it. Guys, some of you had bad experiences as kids growing up with Christmas, and you get to the point where you just, you don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like bringing something from outside and putting it inside. You know, I don't like dragging trees from outside and putting it in my house. I don't like taking lights from inside and putting them outside. You know, all those things. I don't like that stuff. And so, guys, we can't allow the things to cause us to miss the point. So this Christmas season, as we're just getting into it, as we're getting started, please don't allow the traditions and the trappings and all the good things to cause us, cause our families, cause our community to miss the point of Christmas. Don't allow that. And we have to keep expectations from causing us to miss Christmas. So in the book, Luther Crank, and in the movie, Luther Crank wants to take all the money that he would have spent on Christmas and go on a cruise with his wife, and they're going to leave Christmas Day and, and go on a week-long cruise and come back and still save money in the process. But in the, in the whole thing, he decided, I'm just going to boycott everything. You know, it would have been easy just to put up a tree and put the frosty on the roof like all the neighbors did and all that stuff. But he said, no, I'm going to boycott it all. He said, I'm tired of it. I don't want it. And so here's the scene where he uh, decides not to buy the Christmas tree.
decided not to buy a tree, not to decorate his house, and they got mad, so they kept sending carolers to his house, you know, because they thought he needed more Christmas spirit. And in the book, he uses this line, why can't I just do my own thing every once in a while? Why can't I just skip it? And so, guys, he got frustrated because of the expectations of others, and it caused them to resent Christmas. And guys, the religious leaders of the day, they were looking for a Messiah. They'd been waiting generations for a Messiah, but they were looking for a warrior king that was going to establish a political kingdom. They thought that the Messiah was going to be a warrior king like King David, or he was going to be a super rich, wise king like King Solomon, and they were going to restore the glory of Israel, right? They were going to build a political kingdom because at the time, Israel was under the rule of the Romans. And they were looking for someone who's going to bring back the glory of Israel and and do all these things. And all those expectations caused them to miss Jesus. And when Jesus started ministering, when he became 30 years old and and started teaching and doing ministry, they couldn't handle it because Jesus came as a servant king, building a spiritual kingdom. Totally the opposite of what they thought. And they missed it. The religious leaders are the ones who wanted to crucify Jesus because he didn't fit their what? Expectations. And guys, sometimes, please hear me, this is the whole point of the whole thing right here. Sometimes the expectations of others can cause us to miss the celebration of Christmas. Sometimes the expectations of others cause us to miss the reason for Christmas. Like, well, what are you talking about? (laughs) How many of you have to go to Christmas parties you don't want to go to? (laughs) somebody's like, I don't want to go to any parties, right? How many of you buy gifts for people you don't even know, right? How many of you get cards in the mail and you're like, well, I don't even know this family. Why are they sending me a picture of them? I don't know. They are, right? And then you send one back because you don't want to miss it, you know? So you keep the stack of extras so you don't miss somebody, right? Sometimes, guys, we do things that we don't want to do at Christmas time because of what? Expectations of others. And guys, sometimes we miss the whole point because we fall into these traps of expectations. And guys, these are all good things. I love Christmas parties, right? I love Christmas trees and presents and all those things. And sometimes we go Christmas shopping. I'm like, I don't even know this person. Why am I buying a present for them? Why am I fighting the mall traffic, you know, and all these things? We, we just, we can miss it. And so, but guys, sometimes we start comparing ourselves to others, don't we? I wish I could buy my kids gifts like these people buy their kids gifts. Well, I wish I could give them a gift like they give me. I wish I could. I wish I could. And in the process of all the expectations, in the process of the comparing myself to other people and all this stuff, I miss the point. And guys, some of you kids, some of you high schoolers, some of you middle schoolers, some of you elementary students, you go back to school after Christmas break. And your friends come in wearing new Jordans or they have new AirPods or they have new things and you don't. And guess what happens, right? We miss it. We say, oh, I wish I could just skip this whole thing. And I remember that. I was a kid. We, we didn't have much money. I was raised by a single mom, and we didn't have a lot of money for gifts. And my, kid, my friends would come down the street with their new this and that. And I'm like, huh, yeah, that's nice. And so sometimes we pile all that stuff onto Christmas. And we get to the point where we don't even want to celebrate it. But guys, when we do that, we're missing the point. So what expectations are we allowing to cause us to miss the meaning of Christmas? You know, we see a lot of Christmas movies actually talk about this thing. I love the Grinch, you know, the Jim Carrey version of the Grinch. And he talks about the greed and the avarice, you know, and all the presents that come out to the dump because of they pile it on 
to Christmas. We've seen all these different things. And guys, sometimes as you celebrate Christmas, drama happens, right? Sometimes family drama comes in and then gets piled on and the expectations gets piled on and the family members who would do everything perfectly get piled on. But guys, when we celebrate Christmas, we're celebrating one thing, the birth of Jesus coming to this world to save us from our sins. So don't allow the expectations, don't allow the, the stuff that we pile on to cause us to miss the point. Don't become a crank. Did you hit that? Luther crank. Wow, okay. So how do we keep traditions and expectations from causing us to become cranks? All right, so here's what Luther ended up doing in the end. So towards the end of the movie, Luther kind of declared war on Christmas, on anything Christmas. But then at the end of the movie, there's a, there's a happy ending. He ends up getting past all the selfishness, and he gives his cruise tickets to his neighbor whose wife has cancer, and uh, it's a very nice scene. But so how do we keep from ending up like that? How do we keep from being a Scrooge or a Crank or any of those, you know, the, the villains in the Christmas movies? We have to focus on the simple reason for the season. We have to focus on that. Keep the main thing the main thing. We need to make sure. And like I said, all this stuff's good. The presents are great. The trees are great. The turkey and the ham and the cookies. Man, the cookies are, are great, right? All those things are great. But we have to keep Jesus the main thing, right? We have to keep him top and center. And so don't allow the stuff to keep us from celebrating the reason. And it's up to us to do that. We have to do that. The world's not going to do that for us. We have to do it. So how do we do that? Well, we need to have traditions that point towards Christ. The easiest way to do this is to make sure we have traditions in our home that point us towards Jesus, right? And guys, we, we try to help as a church. We're trying to simplify Christmas a little bit. We don't have as many events and things. And we have a Christmas Eve service. It's a great way to keep Jesus first, right? We do it at five o'clock so you can go home and, and still do things with your family. We have hot chocolate afterwards so you can hang around and talk or take it with you. But we need to make sure we have traditions that point us towards Jesus. And guys, when your kids are little, this is a fun time to do it. You can start those things when they're young. But you know, if your kids are older, it's never too late. I remember somebody told us when our kids were young, now they're grown and tall and lanky and all that. But when our kids were little, somebody said, make sure every Christmas morning you act out the Christmas story. I was like, well, what does that mean? They said, take a nativity scene and let the kids act it out. So we found a little tykes nativity scene or precious moments, and we let the kids, of course, my son's like, bah, you know, running around with the sheep. But we would act it out. I would read the story, and they would act it out. We tried to make sure they remembered. Guys, do devotions with your family during the Christmas season. I mean, it's always a great idea. But find an Advent story that you can do even with high schoolers. We found a great one on YouVersion uh, called Advent Reflections. And it actually talks about the whole thing and has little videos that go with it. 
If you don't have kids at home, do an Advent reflection yourself. Even if you're single or widowed, you can still do those things because they keep pointing us towards Christ. Serve. Find a way to serve during the holidays. Because when we serve, it takes our minds off of us and puts it back on why we do those things, right? And there's a lot of ways to do it. We're going to have a giving tree out in the foyer next week. And we're going to start getting uh, little tags of people that need Christmas gifts. Well, one thing we've always done is we have our kids pick out someone about their age, and they go buy a gift for them. And that's a gift that they normally would have gotten themselves, and they give it to somebody else. That's a way that we can focus on the reason. Then we talk about why do we do that? Because Jesus came. He was the greatest gift ever. So find ways to do those things. Give out some food boxes. Serve different ways. Find ways to do those and put the focus back on Christ. And one more thing before we close up, guys. We have to separate the purpose of Christmas from any disappointments we may have had in the past. Guys, some of you have had horrible experiences with Christmas. Some of you, have your families have been drama-filled. Maybe you didn't celebrate Christmas at all when you were younger. Maybe Christmas was a disaster, you know. There's fighting and drama, or maybe you didn't have money to celebrate, and Christmas is always a disappointment. We have to separate all that stuff from the reason we have Christmas. And the great thing is, we can start that over. If Christmases as a kid were disaster, as you grow, you can start your own traditions and point it towards Jesus. So um, I'm going to ask the worship team if they would come back up this morning. And if you're physically able, guys, would you stand with me this morning? We're going to take some time to pray today.